Hey everybody, this is Flavio Romeo, and this is episode seven of the Towncast. And I want to wish everybody a happy Valentine's Day. It's coming out on Valentine's Day, February the 14th, and I could not imagine a better episode than the one that we're about to uh, to air. Uh, we had the opportunity of meeting with Tom Gorman, uh, the co-author of a book called I Called Her Mary. Uh, you, I know a lot of you guys have, have already bought the book. I know many of you have already read the book. For those that haven't purchased the book, if you're out of town, you can get it online. You can buy it on Amazon. But if you're in town or you're in the in neighboring area, go to Carrick Moore. Uh, Carrick Moore, the, the guys over at Carrick Moore were, were kind enough, Michael and his wife Kristen, were, were, were kind enough to bring the books in to make them accessible to people in the area that that don't want to order it online. I want to support local. Uh, so I, I encourage you guys to go to Carrick more. We're going to have them on the Towncast coming up. It's going to be coming up in a couple of weeks because, you know, in, in celebrating St. Patrick's Day, Carrick more, if you haven't been there, they have some amazing products. And, and the story is really cool. Michael actually uh, was born in Carrick, Ireland. And, and, on the podcast, we'll tell you exactly what Carrick means. But this episode, we're really excited about because we had co-author Tom Gorman, superintendent of schools at Ridgewood, uh, and, and also uh, married to the O'Hagan family, married Margaret O'Hagan. And the story is about the O'Hagan's mom, the matriarch of the O'Hagan family, and, and all the things that she went through in her life. It's, it's, it's a story of... of tragedy it's a story of redemption it's a story of love and and that's why we felt it would be a great time to uh, to release this on valentine's day now if you want to see the video version of this make sure you go to our youtube channel uh the towncast youtube channel if you can't find it go to our website towncast.com we'll have a link there but you'll be able to see the entire video version we're going to split this version up this is part one of two because it is it's rather lengthy it's almost an hour so we want to make sure everybody listened to it because i know what you guys do I, i'm able to watch what you guys do and i'm able to see that you guys only listen to a portion of it so we're going to split this up you're going to hear part one today you're going to hear part two tomorrow but if you want to see the video episode make sure you go to the youtube channel the towncast.com uh you, you can click on the link there uh so enjoy the episode everybody and happy valentine's day So here we are. We're at uh, we're at Shortways Barn, and I got to tell you, this is has to be this this is for me. It's the pinnacle of doing the Towncast. This the story, and having you guys here. Uh, you know, we, we had Mike on earlier, but but the, the whole story behind this, and and to have it in such an iconic place, the Shortways Barn here in Hawthorne. Uh, I, I first of all, I want to welcome the entire O'Hagan clan here, and 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 Tom Gorman. And especially Mary Bowler, uh, this is if you guys if you guys haven't seen this already, there's a book that came out called "I Call My Mother Mary." Uh, it is it's to me it was a love story. I know a lot of you guys have read this, and it's it's just it's just such a beautiful story of, of, of heartbreak and, and of, of hope, 
and of faith and of love. It's just an amazing story. I couldn't be more happy to have the author, Tom, Tom Gorman. Thank you so much for joining Thanks us. Thanks for having us. Yeah. And, and, and to have uh, Mary, Mary Bowler, who is, is Mary. I called her Mary. This is the Mary who they Mary. called Mary. Mary. Right, you couldn't ask for anything better than that. Uh, so, I, I, again, I want to thank you so yeah, much for, you. For, for coming and doing this, flying all the way from, from uh, Chicago. I can't believe we're actually going to be on the same flight yeah. yes, tomorrow going That's back. Crazy. And this is So we're recording this during the blizzard, okay? Right. Nothing <laughs> stops the O'Hake, okay? And, and not only that, but what you guys don't see is about the hundred other O'Hagans. Let's hear it for the O'Hagans, everybody. Right? This is the, the O'Hagans and fans and friends of O'Hagans and the Shortways. And, and the, the, the restaurant is full. Uh, I encourage you guys, if you haven't been down to Shortways, like one yeah. of our, our, our one of, you know, Bang here has never been to Shoreways. I mean, what? come on. Uh, <laughs> you know, make sure you come down. This is, this is uh, it's an iconic place, and I couldn't be happier to have an iconic family here. Uh, I, I knew the O'Hagans growing up in high school. I, I was a junior when the senior class won state champs. Right, Hawthorne High School football state champs. Right, and then and then you know and then I, th I felt like I felt like there were like fifty of you guys. There were so many. So I want to go. I want to start over here. I want you to introduce yourself, and then we'll go all the way around and introduce the rest of the O'Hagans. I'm Jim. I'm the middle uh, son. What year did you graduate high school? Eighty-one high school. Hawthorne High School. Hawthorne High school. Class of eighty-one. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> you and I had Spanish class together. Yes, we did. <laughs> yes. I remember you speaking with. Uh, Mr. Mata. Mr. Mata. Yeah, uh, you remember that? Of course, I remember everything. <laughs> you, were, uh, you spoke Italian. Yes. So you and she were able to kind of communicate a little bit in Spanish. Si, claro. Para, para mí es, es fácil. Muy bien. Después, la biblioteca. Nice. You were that good at it. <laughs> they made you repeat it. <laughs> it was, was you formed I the triangle. Was a freshman when Mike was a senior, Jim was a sophomore. When you were a junior. Yeah, yeah right. Yeah so, yeah. so you. So you were all. Everybody. The whole family was. Right in there. Yeah. <laughs> uh, Michael Hagen, class of '79, Hawthorne. Can't thank you enough, Flavio, for doing this. Um, this has been a uh, an absolute unbelievable change of all of our lives and I, we call it the big exhale for my mom. Uh, mm -hmm. This has just been such a, uh, a momentous occasion for all of us to have to have Mary in our lives and we feel like she's been with us. It's only been 12 or 13 years but it feels like it's been forever. She's wonderful and it's just uh, it's just fantastic and, and thank you so much for everything you're doing for us. Well, and thank, thank you, you Dr. Lecter for getting this. <laughs> Dr. Lecter. <laughs> oh boy, got that. Well, thank you, Mike. And if you guys haven't heard the, the Michael Hagen. Michael Hagen, you know, he was the first bridge between Hawthorne and Glen Rock. So we had we had Michael Hagen on the Towncast, and you know, grew up in Hawthorne, graduated Hawthorne High School, then moved up, you know, moved up All to right. Glen Rock, <laughs> you know, and then we came Town Council. Was a football coach at, at uh, Glen Rock High School. Competed against Hawthorne High School, which we don't want to go into. Uh, but uh, thank you for for putting all this together and and for for bringing this story to light, because if it wasn't for your post of this book, I would have never known about it. No one here would have ever known about it. So I want to thank you for that. Um, Margaret O'Hagan Gorman, and I graduated in Hawthorne in 1987. And you would have been a Margaret Jr. if they did that kind of thing, right? <laughs> right, yeah. <laughs> yes, I'm Margaret Ellen, my mom's Margaret Mary. She's really 
Yeah, Mary Margaret. There's a lot of Margarets. A lot of Margarets, Marys, Patrick's. It's it's an Irish it's an Irish thing. Exactly. <laughs> Not that creative with names. <laughs> There's five names. There's five names in the whole in all of That's Ireland. It. That's it. Uh, so so and then we moved to Mary. I'm Mary Bowler. I was able to graduate in 1973. Uh, <laughs> I know you know how old I am. So, um, in uh, Wheaton, Illinois, and uh, I I can't believe this has happened to my life. It's uh, it's been such a gift. Um, I, I just a real short one when I when I came the very first weekend someone came up to me and they said you know what I've been trying to get in the O'Hagan's family for years and you step off a plane <laughs> I go, hey hey it's been that easy for 13 years so now there I, was before we get to Tom and into the story there was another story about when you guys went to Newark someone else stepped off a plane tell me tell me a little bit about that <laughs> We were, we were waiting, this is a long time ago, we were waiting for Mary to come off the plane pre-COVID and uh, we're in Newark Airport Friday night, every seven minutes something from Newark's coming, sure. Newark, Newark, Newark's coming in, right? So we're getting more and more tense and excited and all of those emotions and Pat like jumps over the line and runs up and, and picks up this lady and gives her a hug and says, hey, uh, is this her? And obviously it wasn't Mary. <laughs> It's just like it just broke the whole tension. Then two planes later, Mary came in, and it was. Uh, it's been it's been a unbelievable left lane, hundred miles an hour ever since. Yeah. Anyway, All right. Great. So now we're now we're gonna go to Tom. So Tom, uh, tell us a little bit about yourself. Where'd you grow up? I grew up in Ridgewood, and we still live there right now. Yeah. Oh, okay. So you, you're lifelong. What year did you graduate high school? I graduated in '87. Shout out to class of '87. Oh, exactly. I was the youngest guy at the table. Is that what he's saying? Yeah, yeah. That's sad. So. I'm '87 too, but he is younger. There you go. But just barely. Barely. So, so what was? I mean, were you were you a, were you a writer? Did, what was your what was your background? So, so I, I was a high school principal of Ridgewood High School, and, oh, okay. and now I'm superintendent. And uh, my background is I was history major, so I just had this, you know. In my, I guess it's been my blood for a long time, and always been interested in, in this stuff. I've written some professional articles for education and stuff, but nothing stuff to, that no one reads. Yeah, <laughs> but, but, but nothing like this, you know, nothing like this. So thank goodness. It's just, you know, but this just this story told itself, and that's what we were talking about. You know, yeah. it's so authentic, and it was such an opportunity. You know, and everybody kept on saying, "Someone's got to write this down. Someone's got to write this down. Give it to Oprah." You know, that kind of stuff. Yeah, yeah. But uh, then we started just chronicling the the. And everybody had different stories, and I just started putting them together. In about over five years, because you know the job gets in the is way. Is that how long? Is that how long? Yeah, you know, the job, all these different things happen. So uh, I had to interview Mary, I had to interview Peg for the, you know, and put it all together. And then over a couple of years, we were able to put this together into a book. But the book was originally just for the family. It was yeah. just like you know, put it together. We could share it with the grandchildren and everything like that. But as people knew the story, they started saying, well, "Can I get a copy? Can I get a copy?" And then we just launched this uh, the week before Christmas, and it's been taken off. So, so when did you guys get married? 1996. I won't put him on the spot. I know. I, I knew that. I, I, I see how quickly he deferred. I knew like, the same. When did you guys get married? Met <laughs> in '94. Married in '96. '96. All right. So, so when did you first learn about the story and about the history? Mar Margaret's history. Well, I mean, you guys could jump in, but this is a little bit more. It was a secret for a long time, so I, I didn't find out about it until when Mary came on the scene. Almost. My my mom told me when I was 20 about about Mary, and I was going through some stuff, and um, and as the amazing mother that she is, she kind of shared that story to ease my pain and share her pain. So what did, what did she share with you at that? She time? basically said, um, you know, Margaret, I went through stuff too. 
and I had a baby at, at 18 and I had to give her up. And it was the hardest thing I ever had to do, but I made it through. And it obviously snapped me right out of my own stuff and put it in perspective. And then, but I was the only one that knew. My, my father knew, she told my father obviously. Uh, but my brothers didn't know that story. And so she just shared she just that with shared you. shared that with me at that moment wow. to help me ease my pain like she always did. And That's um, what moms do, man. Moms, she's just the, the greatest. The beauty of moms are Absolutely. just... Absolutely. And, um, and then through that journey, we always I would always ask her. And then, then she would kind of confide in me about certain stuff of what happened. And we would talk about it. And I would say, do you want to tell the boys? And she was just so guilt-ridden with the Irish Catholic guilt that she did something wrong and I would try to talk her out of it but she wasn't ready to share that but I would ask her I go do you want to find her maybe you and I we can find her and she's like it's not my place to find a martyr I just pray for her every night that she's okay and then uh, there was always a hole in mommy's heart always a hole in her heart especially around the holidays and um, but you know she was away from her family we always knew that but we didn't know the depth of it and yeah. then I knew it and then so you knew it at the age of twenty. She I did shared know it, it with at you. The age of 20. When did when did she share it with the boys? It was always like um, a hint of something that yeah. was happening, or that something was out there, but she never really fully came through with it. She would kind of hint hint around things. And she and Mick came back from the Golden Steer yeah. some nights with maybe you know having a little too much fun. She would hint about <laughs> certain things, but it was never really spoken. You know, uh, so it never really came out until when we went to Ireland yeah. together. Yeah. Tom organized an amazing family trip for us to go to Ireland. In 2008. In 2008. April of 2008. The dates. I stink with dates. So 2008, we all went, and we went out one night, and Mom kind of opened up to us. Do you remember that? Yeah. Yeah. yeah so she opened up that I had a baby, and, you know, was really starting to get emotional about it, and, of course, we just... A ton of love on her about it. And, and that, that was the year before we met Mary. So we did yeah. this family per six pilgrimage months, baby. six months. months. Yeah. Before so 2008, really? Yeah. So that's that's when you guys first realized yeah. the whole story. I, I, I was not there for that. I didn't know until later on. Yeah. So really? So, really so you guys you, you guys both knew? Yeah. I mean, like Jim said, you always kind of knew something was up from how my mother left Ireland. Yeah. And I always remember how my father would speak of how she left Ireland. So there was always something there. So um, there were holes. There were holes yeah, in the story. So. And Dad was kind of chapped about how she was treated there. Yeah. yeah. You know, yeah. so obviously being really de defensive of her. So he was, he, there was always like a little animosity there. Right? Yeah. And we always Dad. felt, we always, and again, you know, you look back and we always, we always felt like, oh, well, Daddy's not supporting Mom. But meanwhile... That's all he's doing. Right. And, but, you know, again, as we get older, as I shared with you earlier, as we get older and it's revealed, and as a, as a mother, as a wife, and you see, like, the protection of him, we used to be like, well, he's not, you know, he's yeah. not supporting mom. And meanwhile, right, right. that's all that's he all was he doing did. without saying it. Was, it was the complete it. opposite. It was the complete yeah, yeah, opposite. Yeah, yeah, But, yeah, so 2008 was when we basically got revealed. In March. And, and then that, yeah, that April of 2008. And then she went to Ireland that July of 2008. Really? And, yeah, on her on her pilgrimage, and went to Sean Ross Abbey, and that's when that whole pursuit of the nuns at Sean Ross Abbey started pursuing our mother. Because I, I describe Ireland as like is like Hawthorne. It's like, oh, do you remember Flavio? Oh yeah, I remember. Yeah, every, the whole yeah. country is literally right. like There's nine people, and everybody yeah, knows everybody. everybody knows <laughs> and again, correct me if I'm wrong, Max, because then that's the nun. My our aunt, my mom's sister, still lived in Ireland. 
So word got around that the nuns at Sean Ross Abbey were looking for Peggy Holland, which is my mom. And then they got to my, my our Aunt Nellie, and then Nellie's the one that called my mom in America and said, I think Mary's looking for you. Yeah, it's because, amazing. When well, that was revealed... The nuns, yeah, the nuns at Sean Ross Abbey are asking about you. And then that was like August of 2008. And then September of 2008 is when we would always, the six of us, my brothers and my mom and dad would always sit down at the kitchen table. This time it was in the, in the living room. We had our, our family meet like of what's going on and do we want to do this? And I remember Pat saying like, we were, we were defensive and protective of mommy as always. And then we were basically like, well, F it, nobody's screwing us up. Nobody's breaking us up. So if we're all strong enough and mom and dad were okay to do it, and we were okay, and that was kind of when Michael found out. So it was it was hard on Michael because he was like, I remember his line was, oh, I'm not the oldest. You know, like, yeah, how was, was how, how was that for you? It was, it was, uh, it was fine. It was better. It, it was, I, to everything everybody said, my mom had that hole and now the hole was full and again, but did you feel did you feel like there was you know yeah. growing up did you feel like there was that uh, you know what I, I just well, you said it a lot I hope you felt that <laughs> 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 I said it was okay no, I'm just happy that, that that we were able to bring it all together you know it was weird I mean it was weird yeah, because, yeah. and again I was protective of my mom like I I don't know who this Mary woman is. I'm not, you know, what, yeah. what, what, what's what's her gig? Why all of a sudden, out of nowhere, right. is she calling up trying to find Peg? Yeah, well, yeah. You know, my job as as the oldest, as the oldest. is right. to make sure my mom's okay. Right. Everything else is secondary. And yeah. then you met her, and it's like uh, I, I was totally on the wrong path that time. But at the time when I found out, I felt it was my responsibility to take care of my mother. Right. Yeah. And it's just like I said, it has been such a godsend. And she's my best friend. She is. She's now. There's, there's not four of us. There's five of us. Absolutely. And, and when you when you think about this this secret that she's kept for so many years, and and the, the turmoil just within herself of holding on to this and and, and concern for all you guys, obviously, uh, and then and to finally be able to reveal it to you to help you get through it, and then and then reveal it to you guys. Uh, so I, I want to talk about you, Mary. If, if so, I may, for one other thing. Yeah. The, the, the hero in this whole thing. Is is our father? Okay, because when when we finally dads yeah, get a get acknowledgement. <laughs> it's always when, about the moms. When we set we when we set all this up, we were in the kitchen and my dad was in the funny room. Took the phone and went into the funny room. People know. I love that you call it the funny room. By the way, I love that. It's in the book. I love that. So, I was in the kitchen when Mary called. That this was going to be the first call. Okay, so my dad's like, "Hi, Mary. It's Mick. So happy for you." Everything's good. This is going to work out fine. And I'm standing there listening to my father talk to my sister. And, again, a whole different dynamic was is going to enter. And I'll, to, the day I, to the day I die, I'll never forget my father saying to Mary, everything's going to be fine. I prayed for you every day. I'm like this. If you think my dad was a cool guy, forget about it. Yeah. He was the best. And yeah. that right there, to Margaret's point, realized what he had done all those years to protect his wife, our mom, yeah. and now all of a sudden, now he's protected Mary. Everything's going to be fine. I pray for you every day. Let's go. I, I read that awesome. in the book, and awesome. and to, to to you know when you, when you when you read through the book, and guys, I highly recommend you go online, pick up a copy. Of I called her Mary, and and listen, we're going to have a book signing right here at Shortways, March thirteenth. Write this in your calendar, March thirteenth at one o'clock.
I know I didn't tell you guys this, but I told Tom this. I told Tom, he knows. He's the author. You guys don't matter. But 1 o'clock, March 13th, to celebrate St. Patrick's and to celebrate this amazing, amazing story, uh, we're going to do this book signing, and you, and you can come and you can talk to Tom, and, and hopefully we can get some of the other O'Hagans here. But when, when I was reading through this, and I, I read things, just small things like that, like when... Going through that and, and holding on to that and protecting your mom for all those years, and then in one moment saying to Mary, uh, "See, I'm going to get emotional." I know. Okay. I know. I'm fighting I, I prayed for you every day for fifty. How many years? Fifty-two. 52 50, almost fifty-three. Fifty-two years. I prayed for you every day. So, so I want to talk to you, Mary. Oh, no. so. <laughs> Don't make me follow them. Well, so, so, one thing I want to say yeah. about that, right? So. When this came to light, and everybody's talking about my mom and this and that, I remember I was in the living room with my father, just my dad and I, and I was like, how are you with this? Right. How are you with Yeah, this? I think that was in the book. Like, are you yeah. okay with this? Because at the end of the day, you know, my, my concern was with my sister was, what is her intention here? Like, if she's going to call and say, throw a guilt trip on my mother, we tell her to go shit in her hat and be on her way. Right. And that was not what it was, which was beautiful. And then I remember talking to my father about it, saying, Dad, how are you okay with this? Right. You know? And he's like, absolutely. He was like, first of all, like, thank you for asking me that. Right. But yes, because now, and like Mike said, it was the big exhale. It was literally like a five, the 500-pound gorilla was yeah. lifted off my mother's yeah. chest and her absolutely. shoulders. Yeah. When it was like, you know, and I, and I remember the first time myself speaking to Mary and telling her that I loved her. And I could hear the hesitation. I'm like, hey, that's how we do it. You're in. We yeah. you know about you now, and yeah. you're in, and we love you. And without you, none of this none exists. Of this that's here. right. Yeah. Without you, my mother stays in Ireland. She doesn't come here. So yeah, it, none of truly it is, truly is an amazing blessing. And, and you know, our guardian angel. I always refer to her as our guardian angel. Help you guys. And God, God bless your mom for for sharing the story because there's so many people's stories that they take right. to their grave right. mm -hmm. and they're never revealed and they're never discussed. So, you know, one of the hopes of this kind of book is to encourage people. It, it doesn't matter how difficult the story is, you know, family's family. Right. Mm -hmm. And, you know, and you guys are testimony. You're at this table because you love each other and, and, you know, and you love Mary and, and, and you love short ways. <laughs> You're exactly right. That's, that's a close one and two. <laughs> but as much as we, we knew about short ways a lot longer than Mary. <laughs> <laughs> that's, 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 that's very true. Close. That's very true. But, but as, like you said, the story almost didn't come to life. <laughs> yeah. So you know, I asked her several times. We talked about it. And everybody said it would be great. But she didn't want to tell the story. And unfortunately, it was what, after. What, what was it? When was the moment where it was, she said. It was unfortunately after you know Mick died, her husband, when he passed, that she finally felt not guilty telling the story. She didn't ever want to betray him and betray his so love. She was almost protecting she him. Was. All these she was. She was, absolutely. So we were sitting in the basement. Uh, Christmas Eve was always the O'Hagan gathering. And, you know, I, I kind of badgered her one extra time because I was getting tired. If she didn't want to tell the story, then we we're just going to put it to rest. But she finally said yes. And then we started recording right after that. And I love that. I love because you wrote that in the book. And, and again, guys, it's called I Called Her Mary. You know, look it up online. I, I really encourage you guys to pick this book up. And, and that's what I loved is that you were persistent enough to, to have her tell the story. And, and there, were, you know, there were times with my mom, my, my dad being the youngest of 13, growing up really poor in Sicily, never, never 
shared stories of when he was a kid. It was so, it was so traumatic to him. He just he, he wanted to get out. He got out, and so he never really shared those stories. Right, right. Uh, my mom, who grew up in in war torn northern Italy during World War II, you know, was was a little more open to sharing stories. You know, and, and sharing how, you know, she had to go away from her parents for almost two years. Mm. You know, just and live with her grandparents. And you know, you're a kid. You don't know why. Why? Right, 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 right. You know, right. and, and 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 that's why I encourage people to, if you have these stories, if you have, don't don't harbor, don't hold them in, because like you said, all of a sudden a weight's lifted, and you felt that with your mom, right? Oh my god! When she 100%. finally told the story, how was that? When finally it was open, and you were able to talk about it. She. It was a. I mean, again, I I was with my mom every day. Our mom every day. She helped me with my children and. You know, when I went to work, like, she was our caretaker. You know what I mean? Like, she took care of our kids. And the difference was so significant because I saw it every day. To be able to talk about it, to be able to have an outlet, and to be able to just, like, you know, that's what I would say to her. I'm like, Mommy, this is, like, the gift from God. I always would say, I'm like, it would be, like, it was that test of, like, this is going to really suck for a long time, but I promise you, you're going to go to America, and you're going to find the greatest man, and you're going to have children that love you, and support you endlessly. And then to have the gift of my sister like confirm all of her doubts and fears and exactly why she made that bravest decision, it's just the greatest gift that she could have ever gotten that she did the right thing through her whole life. Yeah. So it was it was a, um, it, it did definitely uh, make her whole again. Yeah. It definitely did. And, and just going back to you, the story was almost not told even on Mary's side. So Mary, you know, if mm. you want to just jump in, Mary didn't search until after your parents yeah, for the same right. reason. Yeah, yeah. So, yeah. so that's thing. what my, I wanted to talk. My, my parents, uh, my dad not as much, but my mom was very, very, uh, she's very tentative about telling me. Actually, uh, a kid on the block told me, you're, you know, you're adopted and your parents aren't Oh, really no. Uh, like a bully? <laughs> that, well, yeah. All right, everybody. That's the end of part one. I have to cut it off there. Make sure you come back to part two. If you do want to see... Uh, the entire video version of this, it's on our YouTube channel. Look up the Towncast on YouTube. If you, ha if you don't subscribe, you should, so that uh, you'll know how to get there. If you can't find it, make sure you go to our website, thetowncast.com. Scroll down, you'll see a link for uh, for the YouTube channel. But we're going to come back. We're going to finish the conversation. I, you know, it's it's amazing that some, some eight-year-old bully, I hope he hears this, some eight-year-old bully told her that she was adopted. That's just awful. Anyway, uh, Again, happy Valentine's, everybody, and uh, make sure you come back next week for part two. All right, be well. <laughs>